Welcome to Story and Horse, a podcast where we hear stories from creative lives. Meet new people, hear about their challenges and triumphs, and get inspired to move forward with your creativity. Now here's your host, Hilary Adams. Thanks for joining me here on the Story and Horse podcast. Glad to have you listening. I'm your host, Hilary Adams. I'm a creative coach, theater director, and founder of Story and Horse. I work with creatively spirited people to help get their creativity out into the world. Here on the podcast, we meet people living creative lives, hear their stories, and gather inspiration for our own creativeness. Today, we are joined by Shanti Hershenson. Shanti is a teen author who has written and published multiple books. Hey, Shanti, thanks so much for joining me here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful. So can you start us off with an introduction? Tell us who you are and what you're up to. Um, so for, for starters, everyone probably knows this already, but my name is Shanti Hurstenson. I'm 14 years old. I've um, written more books than I can count. That's probably just because I'm not very good at math. Um, I've re- I have 17 completed manuscripts, and I've published 11 of my books. And I started writing, like, Honestly, for as long, I've been writing for as long as I can remember. However, I think my writing journey really took off um, in the middle of the pandemic when I wrote my first novel, Biome Lock. And then honestly, from there, I just never stopped. And now I'm here. And now I've written a bunch of books. I've published a bunch of books. And it's honestly, it's very su- surprising to me because I never saw this coming. Um, no one in my family saw this coming. However, if you kind of look back at how I was as a kid I used to make these little books it's a little like kind of predictable like oh she was gonna write something at some point or try to write a book I don't really think anyone guessed she was gonna write 17 books so where do the ideas come from I don't know um so by unlock my first novel I can really explain in depth where the idea came from because it started from this like Minecraft we my sister and I were playing Minecraft and we had this like storyline idea and we wanted to record it or something and it was basically the plot of biome lock without aliens and without all the characters where there are these biomes and you can only stay in one and they're very small and then you know you're kind of like the character you're gonna escape um and then that was months before I started writing like that had to have been before the pandemic so then you know the months kind of passed and I was going on a walk on the beach with my sister and we were talking and I was like you know I kind of want to write a book like I have nothing to do I'm bored and whenever I'm walking on the beach and have nothing to do I always want to do something and um yeah so I thought of like I want to write a book and originally my sister was gonna um write it with me but then I kind of decided and she kind of decided like it would be better if we didn't because usually um two siblings writing a book together would not go very well (laughs) Um, so then I started writing it and I added the aliens like part after it was originally going to be just this weird oppressive government that took over this small country, but I didn't really like that. So then I decided to add in aliens and make it actually take place on earth. And from then on, um, Biomlock was born and I wrote that the first draft took me around six months and the first draft was very, very, very long. And I mean, it was literally longer than anything I've written. It was like 250,000 words and like 800 pages. And thankfully, my books are a little shorter now. Like I've contained them a little better. So when you sit down to write, um, obviously, you have a lot of ideas. 
and you have a lot of generated manuscripts as well as published. Do you do it at a certain time? Is there a process that you follow? Early on, when I was still doing Biomlock in some of my other books, I, w- I would write, I would start writing promptly at 11, and I would finish writing at around 1, I believe. And then if I had any more writing to do, I'd do it later. Um, I kind of have stopped doing that, I have to admit. It just kind of become this thing where now I have school, and then on the weekends, I have stuff. So I usually write as soon as, like, I have nothing to do. And usually that is around like three o'clock ish every day, except for school when I write at like five or six. And I sit down, I try to do all my writing in one sitting. However, usually I don't. Um, I'm not the same person I was in the summer of 2021 when I would do 2000 words in one sitting, like in the morning, the 2000 words in the evening. And um, now it's like I try to do 500 words and then I take a break and I write another 500 because every day I try to do a thousand words. However, I've actually been doing a little more lately. Maybe that's because I like a few weeks ago, I was doing like a little less and I was skipping some days just because I was like traveling a lot. Um, so yeah, a thousand words a day is what I do usually. And that usually gets um, manuscripts done in like two to three months. And you enjoy it. I can just tell by like when you're talking about it, like, you know, how you feel. What, what does it feel like when you write? I don't know. It just feels like this whole story is like on the good days, at least like this whole story is like kind of writing itself. And I just have to sit there and tap the keys and then things are happening. Um, That's how I felt a bit yesterday because I kind of forgot like there are a bunch of plot holes in the manuscript I'm writing. I just kind of forgot about them and just started writing. So now I'm pretty sure I have more plot holes to fix. But like on the good days, like it just feels like I'm just typing and then the story is just like playing in my head. And then I'm going to look. It's like I wrote it all on a page. Um, There are some days, though, when it feels a bit like a chore. Usually that's when I don't like what I have to write. But like I have it all outlined. I have it planned. And usually, you know, there are some filler scenes I have to write to get to the really good stuff. I don't really like writing those. So those days are a little harder to do. Those days, it honestly takes me a little longer to write, even if the scenes are shorter. Um, However, there have been some books where I've literally just felt like they're writing themselves. Like every single scene is fun. Like I enjoy writing it. Um, I can only think of this really with two books where I've loved like every single part of it. And I haven't wanted to cut anything. And that was The Accidental Insurgent and Never Die. And I just, I really hope to have like more books like that. <laughs> um, and are you seeing it uh, like in your mind's eye as, as you're writing? 100%. Like I'm like picturing it all happen and it's like a movie. And sometimes I forget I'm writing and I'm just like thinking and I'm actually just typing it. <laughs> Those are literally the best days. Mm. Yeah. So it's just kind of coming through you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you hear your characters' voices in your head? I try to. I try to picture what they sound like because usually that helps with the dialogue. The book I'm writing right now, I think, has a bit of a dialogue problem where I don't really like how the dialogue is playing out. Um, but there have been some books where like each character has a really distinct voice. Um, that's prominent with Never Dying, which is my next release. I talk a lot about Never Dying because it's like the best book I've ever written. Um, I feel like the characters had like prominent voices, especially because it's told in the perspective of two characters. So I really tried to figure out like how they talk to make it so you don't forget like who's narrating um for that I really had like strong ideas of what the characters both sounded like and that was super helpful there have been other books though where I haven't and I feel like everyone sounded the same um I I had a moment with Biomlock where I was panicking because I was reading different characters dialogue and different characters voices to see if it fit and a lot of it did and I had to change it (laughs) (laughs) are you writing in first or third person primarily honestly now it's primarily first 
I like prefer first for like, cause it helps. I feel like with making things go quicker because third person, I get caught in these really long descriptions of things. And then I have to like go back and change it. Um, so like my first, you know, like book biome lock was in third and I kind of just trans like transferred to first for most of my other books. However, um, the current run I'm writing will be my third book in third person. And I'm not a big fan of it, honestly, like mainly because of the writing. So I think it would be better if it was told in first. However, there are so many characters that would be hard. Um, but usually I think my best writing is in first person. How did you learn your craft? Uh, I taught myself most of the things I know about writing, honestly. Um, first schools, some of the schools I went to haven't been so great. So the first school I ever went to, they didn't really teach us much. Like it was a quote unquote college preparatory school, but we literally, um, we had no homework, no tests. So you can imagine how that went. Um, and then the next school I went to was actually really good. And the third one was really, really good too. However, I don't know how good the education is. In my current school, I have a lot of problems with in regards to how they teach. Um, but it's like, it's a, I don't know. I have a lot of problems with my current school. Um, just because, yeah, there's a whole story about that. A whole book about that. Um, but I don't think anything I really learned about writing is um, because of school. It's more of like, I've read books. And I've kind of taught that myself this. Um, but definitely story structure now is very kind of just by memory like I just write and it has a pretty good structure though sometimes I have to go back and be like this is like really bad on the pacing I have to fix it but usually it's um really good um let's talk about the publishing how are you getting your books published so I self-publish through Kindle Direct Publishing because yeah no publishers would really take me seriously however I think once I'm 16 I will and my goal as for right now is to have some successful books through self-publishing and to build this platform and to have all these interviews and everything and to have like a lot of readers. So then when I'm like 16 or 17 or 18, I can go to a traditional publisher and say, hey, so I'm an established author, but I'm looking to kind of expand my career and look for new opportunities. So I am, you know, going to self-publish. I'll probably like query for an agent and everything. So when, um, when you were little and you started to write, uh, you started to make small books and things like that. Was there a, I know it happened really during the pandemic, you said, when you really started to apply this but was there a time when you just thought to yourself this feels right like I'm, I'm going to do something with words there was there were several times the two biggest ones I can think of were in third and fourth grade um in third grade I still have it it's about 30 or 40 pages long and it's this you know quote-unquote book I made it has illustrations it has chapters I think it even has a dedication and um it was really cute. All of um, the little books I wrote had dedications about the author pages. And on the back, I list like all the other um, like little books I'd written. It was very, very cute. Um, but that one in particular, I remember because my problem was I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was really taking it slow with this, these books, like everything towards the end felt rushed because I just want to complete it. So this one, I kind of tried to take it a little slow and it went really well and I was really really excited about it so I tried to type it up and I wanted to get it published however kind of thankful I didn't because oh it was not so great but it was actually pretty good for an eight-year-old um and then again fourth grade I did one and my the one in fourth grade was 100 pages I thought it was very long and I don't remember anything about it other than I didn't show anyone it because 
I was scared of what people would think about it. And I kind of wish I would have. I think I showed my parents at some point. But those two I can remember because they were longer than all the other ones I'd done. And I was genuinely very, very excited about them. And I really liked them. <laughs> I want to ask about your publicity, about how you promote. Can you tell us about your promotion? So I have a very insane promotion strategy because it changes so much. Um, I will say that I use, um, I feel like it's like three different main things. First one is podcast interviews, of course, in which I wrote, um, I, I have that pitch email and I keep having to edit it for podcasts. And I keep having to change how many books. It's very, um, I don't like it. I, I need to write a new one. It's like, I basically, I rewrite it every time I pitch a podcast. And at some point, I just have to, I don't know. Um, so there's like podcast interviews and like traditional publicity and press, which I'm not good at news. Because I have to admit, I really want to try to get on the news. Did not succeed. Um, I have to actually figure out how to do that. Um, in like basically traditional press. Then there's, of course, TikTok. And TikTok's my very big one. I have 24,000 followers on TikTok where I just basically promote my books and I like share writing tips and share things about my story. And that is especially helpful. And then my third one is like kind of newsletter promotions and like free promotions. So those are a little difficult to explain. Basically, I discount the book either to like discount it or free. And then I get in contact with this website and I pay them a little money and then they'll um basically promote the book to like a newsletter of people who want like discounted or free books and it's very very helpful for getting some sales and getting like people to read your book and review it and I've been using that for a little little less than a year now you can find me on tiktok at shanti who writes that's my big one um if you dm me on there I'll probably respond my instagram is at shanti hershenson and then my website which is another very big one because my website has all these all my links, it has basically everything. And my website is shantihershenson.com. That's that's S-H-A-N-T-I-H-E-R-S-H-E-N-S-O-N.com. And if you look me up, you'll probably find me in other places. Like I have a Twitter account, but I don't really use it. I just repost things. I'm going to ask you something that's just a little annoying because it's like one of these adult asking a kid questions. And I'm really sorry because it's that's not why I'm <laughs> doing it. I'm actually doing it because I'm so incredibly curious. Um, so with great respect, I ask this um, to a fellow creative person. When you look forward um, a number of years, um, what do you imagine yourself doing in the future? Um, first, that's a good question. Um, say around four years, I imagine myself either getting into college or going to college, depending on like what time of the year it is. I imagine myself exactly where I am now, just at a more amplified state, more books, more publicity, maybe even a traditional published book or two, maybe a movie, and a lot more book signings and just basically a lot more fun. Do you have a book that you'd really love to write? Oh, definitely. Um, If you would have asked me this um, about a year ago, there are two books I would have said and I've already written them. So I'm not very good about waiting on these ideas. There have been a few really, really good ones I really wanted to write that I haven't. So I've never seen Twilight. And I've never I've never seen the movies or I've never read the books. It just sounds like an alien version of Twilight. So that sounds little, I don't know how that's going to be. Uh, but that was one that I kind of thought of. That's like this kind of like alien kind of investigation book with a bunch of plot twists. Um, I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm really ready to write that one. Because I haven't gone back to Alien since Biomlock. However, um, knowing me, I'm probably going to do it next. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop writing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
for people who are listening, who uh, perhaps might be feeling a little bit envious, <laughs> number, number of manuscripts you have and the number of books and, and your writing discipline and the fact you outline um, and you have a very clear sort of path forward um, in your creativity. Um, do you have suggestions, tips, thoughts for people about how to sort of get their creativity going or sustain it? This is one of the biggest things I get asked. It's like, okay, I have a really good idea for a book. I can't start it. I don't know what kind of first line to do. I'm just like, a lot of people stress overly about their first line. And I think that's something that's like, you don't need to do that. Usually when I do my first lines, I kind of have to change them a few times and stuff like that. Um, so if you're struggling with your first line, skip it. Start with the description of what's going on. Start just writing your scene. Then, you know, go back well, as soon as you think of a first line and add it and edit it so it fits your scene. Another thing is a lot of people say like, oh, I don't have time to write. I could never do that. I think everyone has at least 30 minutes of free time in their day. You know, either it's when it's between something or just at the end of your day. And in that case, try to sit down and, you know, maybe you can only write like 100, 200 words, but it's still something and it's still a good start. I don't, I think a thousand words a day can be a lot for a lot of people. Sometimes it feels like a lot to me. Um, other times it really feels like I could do more, but most times it feels like, oh, this is so much. I think just start out by writing and try to write a little each day. I recommend doing the same amount because it helps build, um, like you said, discipline and it helps kind of get your brain in the zone of like writing. And it's honestly really helpful. Like, I feel like also the same amount kind of gives you like a goal to look forwards. And it's not like you're just writing and writing and writing until you stop because that can lead to very kind of like one day you're writing a thousand words, one day you're writing like 10 and that's not as good as if you're writing a thousand words continuously. Thank you. That's very helpful. I have to wrap this up by asking you like, what's the best thing about writing? Hmm. Kind of like I said earlier, one of the best things, I think I can think of three, um, is first like when the story feels like it's writing itself and you just feel like you can't stop and there's just so much more to just write. I just love that feeling. It doesn't happen very much, but when it does, it's like incredible. And it makes me feel like I could just write forever. I could stay writing like all day and not do anything else. Um, otherwise, I think the best feeling is when you get like the printed copy of your book for the first time and you actually get to see it and you get to read it. Um, for me, that usually happens not as soon as I finish the manuscript, but in the weeks after, because I usually like to get printed um, copies of like my drafts. However, um, you know, usually I need a cover for that. So especially once I get the covers. And the third thing is more of, I don't know how to explain it, but like when people kind of DM me on Instagram and TikTok and say how like my videos kind of inspired them and how my stories inspired them and how they like want to write too. And I just, I like encouraging people. And I like, you know, sharing with people, like it's not something that's incredibly difficult. Like you can do it too. You just kind of need to like know the steps and you need to figure out like what works for you. Hmm. All right. And tell us one more time, the best ways to reach you. Um, number one, best way to, way to reach me is probably through TikTok. Um, and of course you can like watch my videos and get some tips and everything. Um, my TikTok is at Shanti who writes S-H-A-N-T-I-W-H-O-W-R-I-T-E-S. 
And then uh, my website is, of course, like another really great way to reach me. My website is um, shantihershenson.com. That's S-H-A-N-T-I-H-E-R-S-H-E-N-S-O-N.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. That's shantihershenson. And if you look me up, you'll probably be able to find all my books um, in a store that fits for you. Well, Shanti, what a joy it is talking with you. I wish you all the very best on your many publications. Um, and I look forward to following your career as it continues to grow. And all of, I just, I'm so excited about all the wonderful stories that you're going to bring into this world. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for being with us today. Please help us spread the word by subscribing and sharing this podcast with friends. We look forward to you joining us for the next episode.